Some girls just want to watch a world fun. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five has 98. I got just love to some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 370. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. I'm the Power Bottom. And I'm the intern. Hey, we're all here. It's nice to have everyone back. And uh, I think there's a first one we're all back in for the beginning of the year, so congrats. So, yeah, uh, Blake, yes, welcome back. Thank you. I missed the one episode I wanted to be on last week. I'm really upset. Uh, you know what? You also missed what the one week that you were able to gloat about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I know. It was horrible. <laughs> hey, you know, I, know. I was like two, two things. I could have like gone on for 20, 25 minutes about, you know, humiliating Pittsburgh and all that kind of fun stuff. And then, uh, you know, going all gronk with the three, six, nine stuff. You know what that means? Gronk. Me caveman. Uh, he was playing. Gronk was playing this weekend, Tampa uh, versus the saints. And he caught the ball and I blur- just unexpected, just did it out of habit. It just went me, Gronk, me catch a ball. And my oldest son goes, why do you do that? Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And I was you, like, you heard him yell Hobie when he spiked the ball. He's like, Hobie! He did. <laughs> 369! 69! And uh, I had to tell him that he's a caveman. Uh, a, a caveman, though, that has uh, saved his money well, though. He does not uh, spend any of his contract money. So, good for him. So, uh, anything going on, Jim? How are you doing over there, Power Bottom? I'm not bad. Okay. Anything exciting Another, with you? Um, not really. Actually, uh, what I watched this week that uh, I watched a lot of trash this week because I haven't <laughs> been able to sleep. So I pulled up HBO Max and went to like just older movies that I wouldn't mind that would probably make me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so, HBO Max, not related to Cinemax, right? No, no. So I end up sitting through. Jay, I, I watched Meatballs. <laughs> um, it just doesn't matter. It just had, doesn't matter. Still, I, still a decent movie. At least I, I had the uh, the right uh, uh, trait of mind to turn off Meatballs four after about eight minutes. <laughs> Did you go through the whole? Did you watch through the successive Meatball movies? I wasn't. They only I didn't even had know they one did a, four. 
Oh, okay. HBO Max only had one and four. Four stars, <laughs> Corey Feldman. <laughs> Doesn't he? Because Cinemax had them? the rights to two and three. <laughs> Yikes. I did not know they made a three, let alone a four. Yes. What? Well, you know, two is terrible. The clothes that Bill Murray is wearing in Meatballs One, that's not wardrobe. Those are the clothes he showed up the day of shooting because they didn't know if he was actually going to be in the movie or not. Yeah, he said he'd be there. That's the way it is. He's it's a he doesn't have like a signed contract. He just tells people like, Yeah, I'll do it. And, and then you don't hear year. from him until the day of production. You're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one all the way back to his first movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so it's pretty funny. So the clothes that he's actually wearing in that is what he showed up in. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Then uh, let's see. I watched Ski School. Yeah, I stayed up through that. Uh, Ski School. I think I've actually seen that. <laughs> it's a horrible eighties movie. Oh, it's so bad. Um, uh, Chasing Amy. um, That's a good one. That was the 90s. That's okay. Chasing Amy used to be one of my favorite films. Does it hold up now? Uh, I I still think it does. Okay. Um, That's the one with Joey Lauren Adams, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The entire first scene. When uh, the black comic is there giving his panel. Yes. What's a Nubian? What's a Nubian? <laughs> Bitch, you almost made me laugh. Get the fuck out. Why didn't you? I didn't know you were going with Black Rage. Cooper <laughs> <laughs> X. Oh, that was. It, that was probably the best part about it. And uh, I just. The, the, the story and. Well, the way that. Uh, uh, Holden gets to to his thought process of, I think is I think we need to do a threesome, is completely <laughs> flawed, and I don't yeah. think any rational person would come up with that. A uh, rational man. person didn't. It was Kevin Smith who came up with that. <laughs> I just like when Joey Lauren uh, Adams' character goes no, and you just hear him go, "Thank Christ, thank you, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> thank you." Uh, speaking of Joey Lauren, she was in. Uh, uh, there's the, what's, that, what's that thing I shared with you guys this week? The worst movie ever, of course, sci-fi Biodome. <laughs> Biodome. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, they tried to make her as hot as possible, you know, with the skimpy outfits they made the two female leads wear. You know, but I was like, man. Uh, just to let you know, Meatballs 4 is called To the Rescue. It, it, yes. Uh, Jack Nance is in it. In both Corys or just one Corey? Just one. Yes. Then, then it's not worth watching. Yeah, I think Corey Haim was dead by then. Oh, Uh-oh. here's the. Th- it came out in '92. Uh, oh well, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> here, here's the issue. It's under 90 minutes. It's 84 minutes. So and they did a lot of editing. If yes. you can get through all 84 minutes, God bless you. <laughs> um, but but Blake, you you shared that that thing about biodome and they yeah. mentioned something about it being like in the top 10 worst movies in, uh, Oh, who's the place that, uh, the critic, uh, runner Malton website. No, the, the website, rotten tomatoes, uh, not rotten tomatoes, the Joe blow Met- metacritic maybe, or metacritic. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And then I started looking at the movies in there and I want to challenge 
everything I learned from movies to watch those movies. <laughs> I mean, they talk about how they love bad movies. They need to watch every movie on that list that uh, scores a 10 or lower. Yeah. I, I, well, that was and a, report a, that. What, that what was a day off movies? afternoon. I had nothing to do and Biodome came on <laughs> and, you know, early Pauly Shore was funny and then he got, then he got really old real quick. And, but, so I sat down and watched it anyways because, like, oh, it's got, you know, Baldwin and it's got Joey Lauren Adams in it. And I just kept watching and I'm like, this is really bad. So then I started looking up the IMDb stuff on it and I shared I <laughs> said review popped up. It was like it's the 20th anniversary of like one of the worst movie ever, I think is what they titled it. And I, I had to share it with you guys because I, I sat there and I was like, I can't believe I, I just watched this movie. It's horrible. Pauly Shore was on ridiculousness. Uh, yes, <laughs> when I was flipping through, and it was from like ten years ago. And well, he... this uh, this episode is now shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, We're talking about ridiculousness. No, no, you, you oh, need to God. stop flipping through ridiculousness and skip right over it. No, no, because the reason I brought it up is because Blake mentions that Paulie Shore, like his humor, got old real quick, and like yeah. he was on there, and it was maybe like five years ago. And I'm just like, oh god, like this guy was like the hot, the top of the food chain on MTV, and now look at him, like, oh, it's bad, it is bad. He's running a. It was quick. Yeah. It was very quick. It, you know, it helps it when your mom's Mimi and runs the comedy store. You know, I mean, that 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 helps an awful lot too. But yeah, it's uh, ooh, uh, man, Paul, it's rough. The, the best thing that Paulie Shore's done in the last twenty years is Paulie Shore's dead. I heard that was good. I heard that was good. <laughs> but they put the rumor out that he's dead, and they go interview people. <laughs> uh, just now like, I'm interested. Fun fact, Meatballs 3 stars Patrick Dempsey and Shannon Tweed. The plot is when... What it, hold on. Uh, when a porno queen who died Shannon on the job... Tweed. No, Sally Killerman. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. That's a step down for Sally Kellerman. (laughs) Meatballs 3. A porno queen who died on the job tries to enter heaven by helping a summer camp nerd, Patrick Dempsey, meet girls. (laughs) That's the plot. Wow. It it worked. He became uh, McDreamy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before he became McDreamy, after that movie, he delivered pizzas, didn't he? And then he became McDreamy. (laughs) It made a whopping $2.1 at the box office. That's that a lot that in today's money. <laughs> Came out in 1987. All right, Jim, I've got the list of Metacritic's uh, movies that scored a one. Oh, but but Biodome was number one on that list, right? I well, so. I don't. It was on the list of things that scored one out of a hundred on there were like 10 of these movies. Yeah. Biodome is one of them. They got, this one surprised me. I thought it might be a little higher cause I actually heard it, heard of it was hard bodies. I can't remember. That's on HBO max. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. Jim is, saw this just, not it. is this worth <laughs> no, sci-fi no. films or just films? Just films. films. Okay. Uh, th- this one sounds pretty bad. Uh, the Singing Forest from 2003. Two lovers killed during the Holocaust are reincarnated. <laughs> the first soul to return God. now has a 22-year-old daughter who is now in love with her father's past life lover. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Who comes up with that concept? I'm sorry. What was that called? Who comes and it up was with called that plot? The Singing Forest <laughs> from 2003. Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> We've got 2013. There you go, Jason. Mark it down. <laughs> 2013 inappropriate comedy with app in capital letters. In this comedy film, a computer tablet full of the world's most hilarious offensive apps breaks through the borders of political correctness, stirring up cultural anarchy. Is that on Queeby? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. So, and there goes Brian. <laughs> Uh, Quibby's on Roku, <laughs> bitches. I got you, Brian. I got you. I got Thank you. you. You're um, welcome. High road. Taking the high it road. has uh, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I liked those cards when I was a kid. Not the movie, <laughs> though. It's a movie concept. No. Uh, two th- or a 2014 movie called Not Cool. A group of modern-day Pittsburgh teenagers spend their Thanksgiving break experiencing a mixture of love, friendship, partying, and sex. Well, it's Pittsburgh. Of course they're not cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, think, I think Beside a Geek should do a report on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. This one has a long uh, <laughs> ten, 10 rules for sleeping around. Ben and Kate are on the verge of marriage, but waiting for Ben's company to take off before committing. The best friends, Vince and Cameron, have been married for years and are finally sharing the secrets that keep their relationship exciting. The 10 rules for sleeping around. And Number one. Uh, swinging. No. <laughs> uh, then... Uh, United Passions. Ooh, this one even has people I've heard of. Three Men is played by Gerard Depardieu, Sam Neill, and Tim Roth. <laughs> That's some hot men right there. I didn't say hot, but they established FIFA and helped make the World Cup the most popular sporting event yeah. in the world. Oh, this is the, yes. This was basically funded by FIFA. I remember this okay. now. They said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tim Roth plays Seth Blatter, the guy who yep. was arrested a couple of years ago. They said it was the most awful film just because of how much, you know, they just, you know, FIFA just said, no, no, really, we're, we're fine. It's okay. And then Biodome Chaos from 2005, quite definitely one Statum. of the... What? Is that Jason Statham? Uh, it doesn't say who's in it. That I can see. Is it quite definitely one of the most brutal displays of violence ever set to celluloid? Chaos is a dark fairy tale about two happy teens whose rose-colored contact lenses tint their world or tint their wooded path a little too densely, causing them to lose themselves in their youthful immortality. And the big bad wolf is all too real. That doesn't even tell me anything. Jason Statham, Ryan Philippe, and Wesley Snipes. Oh. Uh, directed by it's Tony. Directed by Tony Gigolo. Gigolio. Yeah, and, of course. It did not yeah. release. It did not receive a North American release until three years later, when it was went to straight to DVD. That was a rough straight one. to DVD. And then the last one on this list is ah, my phone. Uh, there we go. Uh, Death of a Nation is a uh, 2018 
President that, uh, Trump that, movie. Yeah, is that the sequel to Birth of a Nation? <laughs> it, it, it's uh, Trump uh, propaganda is what that uh, one is. Is it directed by Michael Moore? I think it's even worse than anything directed by – well, no, Michael Moore would be anti-Trump, not pro-Trump. I don't – It is directed by Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, yeah. He came out with a new one this year or last year. I guess 2020. Uh, yeah, he's about as bad as Michael Moore. So, uh, You know, we should uh, – maybe we should try and get uh, Brent from our friends at the Home Video Hustle to watch one of these. They're always looking for bad movies to watch. They are. They are. Uh Hey, Jim, just to let you know on HBO Max, if you're looking for something to watch, uh, I watched Snakes on a Plane the other day. Not not a yeah. good film. Not a good film. Did you watch the edited for television? No, no, no. It was on HBO Max. Oh. The edited for television is is fun just to watch and listen for the edits, you know? Get these monkey-loving snakes <laughs> off this Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> It was still better than Soul Plane, so that that it does have that coming over it. And Soul Plane was better than the Terminal. Go figure. Oh God, the Terminal! That was like six hours of my life. I wish I had back. Ugh. Speaking of terminals, did you guys see that uh, Chicago? The guy uh, they had found that he had been living in the airport for three months. Yeah, yeah I saw that. No, he was afraid of Isn't COVID, that, right? Uh, the movie Tom Hanks was based on. <laughs> yeah, well, it was that, like. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, it can't be the, that Tom Hanks was based on that if it just happened. <laughs> oh, I mean, he got the yeah. idea from that movie, right? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Do, why, he, it was because he was afraid to fly, right, Brian? Or, I mean, afraid uh, of COVID, uh, right? Yeah. And the airport say, protects you from COVID? Well, up until the holidays, nobody was there. <laughs> so, I, I would be thinking any place where... That's a hub of where people gather to go elsewhere would be the worst place to be. It's uh, a California man who police claimed to be too afraid to fly due to COVID-19 hit out for three months in a secured area of O'Hare Airport until this weekend's arrest. Uh, He's charged with felony criminal trespass to a restricted area. Did he charge the Uh, capital? No, nah, you know what the problem was? He was from California, so he's actually really homeless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it says he lives with roommates in Orange County, in L.A., and does not have a criminal background. Is his name Cato Kalen? found a... What's that? Is his name Cato Kalen? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't his roommates he... call, like, missing persons? <laughs> they might have called him, talked to him all the time. <laughs> It said he found a he found an airport ID badge that belonged to an operations manager, and that's how he was able to get in and out of wherever he was staying for for three months. (laughs) Aren't you the new guy? (laughs) He gained a new guy works. I see him here all the time. He gained eighty (laughs) seven pounds based on Funyuns for lunch every day. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. He has a master's degree in hospitality. (laughs) I thought you actually were going to say in hustling. (laughs) He's got a master's degree in hustling. (laughs) 
<laughs> hospitality. So from October 19th to January 16th. Oh, good for him. All right. Good for him. Nothing says Christmas like an airport. So um, I wonder if he left the airport and would come back or if he was just in the airport the whole time. For the sake of this story, it should be he should just be in it the whole time. If it's O'Hare, that's a, that's a pain in, in a half to get in and out, especially if you're switching between international and domestic. Well, since he wasn't flying, I don't think he had to worry about that. <laughs> No, he would just go, he would just go through customs for fun. <laughs> Can anything declare? Nope. Uh, well, that hospitality degree came in real handy. Hey Jim. Yep. Why aren't you sleeping? You okay? Oh, uh, I haven't. Uh, I I slept until like four today, so I'm good. Okay. Well, you said you weren't sleeping and you were watching meatballs, and that's a bad case right there. I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, no, I, at night I can't sleep, so I turn stuff on, gotcha. and you know, I end up falling asleep around 7 or 8, mm-hmm. and then sleep till like 4. Okay, <laughs> I gotcha. I, uh, I started watching, um, binge-watching West Wing uh, at night, and uh, I'm almost done through with the first season. Really, it's on HBO Max. I've never seen it before, but Brian, it's Brian's fault. He got me on Sports Night again for like the sixth time. So after I got done with that, I was like, man, I really missed the walk and talk. I, I, I need to have another show with the walk and talk. So I turned on West Wing, never seen it before. It gets preachy, but, you know, I, I, I find it hard to believe there's this many good people in politics um, just in the White House. But overall, I really am enjoying it a lot. I think it's really well done. So and I do like how like Rob Lowe was the big name and each episode I'm seeing like less and less of him or he doesn't have as important of a role. Oh yeah. He pretty much disappeared quickly out of, I, I never watched it, but I mean, I was reading about how Rob Lowe was all uh, disappointed at how his role, cause like I said, he was supposed to be the star and ended up. Yeah. God, I don't know if it's even last three four seasons. seasons, four seasons. Oh, uh, he, after he left the White House, he went on to be mayor of Pawnee. <laughs> was he the mayor? No, he wasn't the no, mayor. No, not the mayor. He was the head of uh, community. Park. He was. He was from the state. Uh, uh, the, uh, the yeah, he was a state government employee in charge of uh, their budget and whatnot. I always like that. Every show that Rob Lowe's in is about four seasons, and the, then he gets bored. I suppose he did become the city manager. That's why he came back. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Little. Well, he is now a fireman, so, you know, more excitement. That's true. There. He did move to Texas to become a fireman. <laughs> so, was... He does have a podcast, and it's actually called Literally. <laughs> <laughs> does he talk about sleeping with the the nanny or the maid or whatever? Oh, sorry. That was a sore subject for him. Bad Bad time for Rob. Uh, I just know that he does the Atkins diet and he's been doing it for 20 years because I see his commercials. And if you like I've gone through, like said, almost the first season of West Wing, he never takes a bite of a sandwich with bread on it. He always holds it, but he's never taken a bite. And I'm always watching like, did he has he done this? (laughs) You're waiting to see him. eat the (laughs) Yes. Well, it's working. I feel like he's still a good looking man. What's that, Brian? I feel like you might be missing more important aspects of the show. <laughs> Storylines. <laughs> yes. 
Rob Lowe eating bread is not one of the major story arcs of the West Wing. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, I thought that would be to, to rumor. It's a good cast. I mean, I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, Did anybody ever eat chicken wings on the West Wing? Boo. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get out. What were you going to say, Brian? Uh, uh, so I've watched it twice now mm-hmm. in the last 18 months. Really? And the second time it was it was actually better because I picked up on a ton of stuff I missed the first time through. Okay. So I've got a couple of friends that live in D.C. And like they said, just just for like the location, like the, you know, the the shooting of of it in uh, in and around D.C. is like almost 100 percent accurate. Hmm. So like I said, I mean, I couldn't even imagine working. I mean, those guys never go home. Like I couldn't even imagine that. I was like, and I get it. Like you're only there. Most of them, in theory, are only there for one to two years at the job, anyways. Maybe three, but um, yeah. And anytime why. you have a anytime you have a spike in delivered pizza orders, uh, some third world country needs to run and hide. <laughs> Is that the plan? <laughs> Try it, um, Jeff. Have you, have you watched anything this week? Uh, Cobra Kai. I. Finished up uh, season three of Cobra Kai. Did you like it? Yay. I did. I really liked it. It it flows along with the rest of the the uh, uh, shows or whatnot. So it 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 didn't make any drastic sudden shift in uh, theme or feel. And I think it you know was a, a great season. I've yet to start that season. I want to, but I just haven't and, and it really gets you to want to see season four. Yeah, you really want to know what comes next. Rumor is Elizabeth yeah. Shue um, well, is you, coming back. Is coming yeah. for season four. She's in. She's in season three. She, oh, is she? She she makes an appearance yeah. in season three. Okay, she's in the finale. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> you have to wait to see Elizabeth Shue, just like mm-hmm. it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, she was amazing in Palmetto. Uh, Jeff, did you watch Wandavision yet? No, no, I haven't. I, I watched that before we went on the air, and woo, Nelly, that is a. I don't like Vision. I don't like Scarlet Witch, but man, is that a fun show? Uh, if you like TV, like just TV as a medium, like the old school sitcoms and that, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Like the little things that they have in it, um, it's really well done. And Scarlet Witch isn't annoying yet, so that's positive. So, highly but recommend. No I, I saw the first episode, yeah, and I got half the second month before I got busy at work and actually had to do something. Oh, uh, I hate when they make you work. <laughs> no, is is that when I came in and ordered a beer? Yes. <laughs> uh, it it was good. Again, I again I was opening and getting stuff ready for work, so I didn't get to really sit down and and nitpick. But it was it was entertaining. I. Yeah, and I think you're. It's going to be a long play because obviously yeah. she's in an alternate reality. No spoilers there. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, but I do she's like the one that she created herself. <laughs> yes, but I think she's trapped somewhere because at the end of the first episode, you see somebody in the background. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking someone trapped her, and she, then she just made that to kind of keep her from going insane. 
But well, yeah. That I I haven't read any of the articles because I I want to start watching this mm-hmm. and I haven't yet. But I guess there's just like tons of Marvel Easter eggs. Yes. In yeah. in there and if and I guess then my question is it's great to have a lot of Easter eggs but if you're not up to date on what all the Easter eggs are then how how much of the inner knowledge do you miss it's out on? It's not Easter eggs of the movies really. It's a lot of Easter eggs from the comic books and they're not really mm-hmm. that. Imp- I mean you they're hints. Of House of M, which I won't tell you what it's about from the comic books of what Scarlet Witch did, but there's mm. hints of it. Like, I don't know, her address is like, well, that could be an alternate universe from House of M in this area. And then it's like, mm. or it could be Spider-Man's address from this. It's like, okay, maybe you're just grasping at straws for <laughs> Easter eggs. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just a number. Um, but I mean, there's small little things, but it's nothing... That you're going to, because I went back and read an article tonight, like, okay, did I miss anything major? And the things I saw was like, okay, that doesn't really play. Like, I get it, it's from the comic books, but it's nothing really from the movies. Um, so, I I do like, my, Jim, I'm sorry, Jim, go ahead. My, my favorite little Easter egg in it was when they were in the laundry room, and then there was this Thanos head bank in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jim, don't ruin anything for don't me. Don't give oh. away. That might be at the Hobie booth. Maybe. <laughs> September 17th through the 19th, Cincinnati Comic Expo, Cincinnati Convention Center. Uh, get your fucking vaccines. Stick, wear a mask. Come on. Let's go. Come on, people. Get your tickets since I come Let us get our vaccines, Jason. Jeez. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the process of getting the vaccine has been really tiresome, especially since they said they're supposed to be available for, let's see, people over 80. And they're not even taking appointments for people now. They're not even and finding information about getting it done is just a hassle. I'm because no, nobody has it. Like yeah. nobody knows when they're getting more, so they can't schedule appointments. What yeah, my my dad's looking into it. He's over eighty, and he's like, "I want to get this before they let all those young seventy-year-olds come in and get the uh, vaccine." <laughs> I mean, the schedules once other people are, so he wants to get it, and he like called the hospital, and they're like, "All the information you need to know is online." I'm like, "You're telling an eighty-seven-year-old man to look online?" Okay, so the one thing you <laughs> made. They did give the first one uh, to the lady in Ohio. She was a hundred years old, <laughs> but she looks like she's sixty. <laughs> she like she was like the most like she just doesn't. If you looked at her, you wouldn't be like, oh, she's a hundred. Like does she you know, like she walk looked, on her own? Is she, yeah, she doable. Yeah. Oh, Can you uh, set her up with Jeff's dad? <laughs> I think his mom might have an mom issue. Would like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey Jeff, uh, not to go. Too- oh, you're never too old to swing. <laughs> I didn't hear that, Jay. Uh, Jeff, just to let you know, if you go to the Kroger's, the grocery store around here, if you go to the click list, uh, before you make a click list uh, order, you can go up top, and they actually say that they have um, they're taking reservations for uh, COVID vaccines, and you can click on and ch- uh, check your state and see which one um, is uh, doing them. Now, whether they have any left, that's a bigger question. But you can sign up for it, and there's one close to your parents' house. So, I'll just to let you know. So, there's a Kroger close to mom and dad's house. No, well, it's about no, no, not that one. It's about ten miles away. Uh, in the ghetto. 
Uh, but anyways, well, that's uh, not the one close to their house. Well, it's, well, it's not like it's thirty miles away. You know what? I'm just trying to be helpful. And why okay? would they put it at that one? That's the Super Kroger. I'm just trying to be helpful. This is what I get for taking the high road and being nice. I saw it when I was doing my click I'll list. That's that's oh, what happens when you're dealing with West Siders. You, you can't get on the travel too far. They're, well, so they're supposed to have it through your doctor, and your doctor set it up. And my parents have their stuff set up through Christ Hospital, so that's where they're going to have their as soon as Christ has it available, okay. has stuff. That's where they're going. And I'm, but, just, I'm but as of last are, week. None of the Christ primaries had even gotten like none of the doctors in the primary had had gotten their vaccines yeah. when I was when I saw my guy. Did, yeah, it, it's killing I me. They wanted people to stay away from hospitals. Why are they doing it there? <laughs> the vaccines are supposed to have been sent and delivered, and Cincinnati and Hamilton County had all this space to store it. And they were ready to go, and nothing happened. Who's hoarding them? That's what I want to know. Um, Is it the Reds? I, I think all the I, I think all the college basketball teams and football teams have them. Uh, I, I went behind a restaurant the other day and got a shot uh, in the arm. <laughs> he said it was COVID, the COVID vaccine. So I just said, sure, you look you look legit. Took a shot. Was that yeah, after that you got the, Jason, was that after you got that shot in the mouth? <laughs> Maybe, but anyways, uh, well, that, that was the cost. I didn't have my insurance card with me, Jim. <laughs> well, you're going to have to blow me. Well, me the... I'll stick this in your arm after I stick this in your mouth. <laughs> Wait a minute. That might not be good for COVID. <laughs> well, if it's going to keep me safe, okay. God. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy who's afraid of germs is going to do that. <laughs> Uh, did Dr. Dana get her second shot yet? Uh, nope. It is scheduled for Thursday. Oh, yay. Good luck to her. Good luck to her. Um, if she becomes like Jean Grey from the X-Men, let us know. That would be kind of cool. Um, if she gets the flu. Or, or, or 28 day, 28 days later, if her eyes are really bloodshot, get the fuck out. <laughs> or. I don't. If she gets the flu, now the doctor Dana does have red hair, and she's super. That is true. That is true. <laughs> she's, she's, my, starts, she's one of she's one of my favorite nurses. <laughs> she's, she's, Twenty-eight days later, she starts eating raw meat out of the freezer. Get the fuck out, Brian. <laughs> she's one of my that two. Really because I don't think she eats cooked meat. <laughs> uh, then how are you going to tell, Brian? How are you going to tell? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a gamble. I mean, this, this whole this whole year's been a gamble. So, I mean, I'm I'm playing with house money at this point. Um, uh, she's one of my two favorite nurses in Cincinnati. I'm just saying that right now. My sister sister in law, Mrs. A. Pans, great job, great job. Um, and Nisi in Indiana, they're Niecy. tied. They're yeah. tied. Nisi's right. my favorite Indiana nurse. So. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, anything else we want to talk about real quick here? Oh, Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy died. Did you guys see that? Yeah, non uh, non Tiger related. Uh, just Tiger. just happening to be scrolling through our uh, our Facebook page, and it reads more like the obituaries the last <laughs> uh, week and a half. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got. I'll get some here. Um, David Richardson. Uh, 
writer and producer from Simpsons, Two and a Half Men, F is for Family, which just wrapped up uh, the last season, died at 65. Uh, that was sad. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else. We also had, um, shoot, uh, Steve uh, Lightly, uh, comic book artist. Uh, he uh, drew uh, Legion. I think he did Wolverine back in the 80s and 90s uh, for Marvel and that. Uh, DC he did, too, a little bit of, um, obviously, with Legion. Uh, he passed away. Um, so he had COVID. I think he died, like, four days later after they diagnosed it. So that was really sad. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, the lesson to learn there is if you think it's just a cold, it don't matter. Get it looked at or, you know, make sure you're, you know, not spreading it at least. But uh, yeah, because that's the thing is it comes on as pretty much similar symptoms to a cold or well, actually any symptom apparently can be a symptom for COVID. So, yeah. Um, on happier notes, though, we got two birthdays today. Uh, Andrew, a.k.a. Andy from Cincinnati Comic Expo. Happy birthday to him. Sponsor. Oh, Andy. Yay. Get your Andy tickets. Bottom. Hopefully. 28 now? 28? 29? Yeah, yeah, we're going with that. Uh, and Dolly Parton is 75 today. Yay. Is it today? Yeah. An American treasure. Oh, for some reason, I thought yeah. I saw it t- the 21st. Maybe I misread something. That's probably why I saw a meme today and had a young Dolly Parton. It said, if Dolly Parton looked like this, what the hell did Jolene have going for her? On Tuesday, she celebrated her big oh, yeah, January 19th. <laughs> yep, January 19th. Because also, uh, one of my uh, bestest friends uh, from college, Kelly, it's her birthday, too. Uh, she said, it, "It is also Chris Sabo's birthday from the Cincinnati Reds, <laughs> World Series champions." Chris Sabo, uh, Dolly Parton wrote, "Quote: I do have a birthday wish that I want to share with you. My wish is that everyone does something a little different today. Let's call let let's call it a call for kindness. If you want to donate to your favorite cause, donate. If you want to give an old friend a call during these lonely times, give them a call. If you can safely volunteer, then raise your hand to do so." you decide that today is the day you get a dog, run down to the shelter and find your new buddy. The choices are limitless. So there you go. Dolly's the best. Eh. And then on Sunday, uh, Betty White celebrated her 99th birthday. Yeah. So this is the last year she'll be allowed to play with Legos. That's right. (laughs) She's pissed off about that. And apparently James Earl Jones, uh, same day, had his... Like ninety second birthday? Or? I didn't even realize he was still alive. Or ninety fourth, maybe. So, yeah, he's in the new Coming to America film. Well, he's the and king. I, which I'm actually <laughs> I'm looking forward to Coming to America too. I think it would be fun. Actually, the trailer looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did you see they moved up Kong ver- or Godzilla versus Kong on HBO Max to March twenty sixth? They moved it up two months, so obviously they worked out a deal with Legendary Films. Oh, it's 90 years. He turned 90. 90. Um, there was a lot of uh, Netflix is doing a brand new film every week for the whole yeah, year. Yeah, I saw 2021. That. I, I think that's a great they, that's a great model. Yeah. A new I mean, that 52 films a year. That's more than most studios. Put They're out. actually doing 70. So some weeks they have two. 
Wow. Yeah. And they have yeah. decent stars in it, too. So. They're, they're, they're green lighting way too much, probably, but are, are they, they all, got the money to do so. Are they all next generation uh, lifetime uh, <laughs> channel movies? No. Oh, is, that how they, is that how they can crank them out so fast? <laughs> There, there's a lot. I hope not. <laughs> no, there isn't. There's a lot of uh, small towns that they're using, though, Blake. <laughs> they found love. Uh, no, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's in one of them, too. Um, they got some decent names in a lot of them, actually. So, uh, oh, Phil, yeah. Spectre, Phil Spector died, too. Has he been dead? I was going to say Breath of Science, but fuck him. No, he died. I, this thought he, I was going to yeah, say, I I was a lot dead, of people... So. Uh, people not, yeah. Yeah, fuck him. He was a bad man, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, he was not a nice. And man. and he d- developed that wall of sound. Ugh. Did the Beatles use that? The uh, the last Beatles album after the Beatles broke up and they took all the the stuff, the recordings that they had done. Mm-hmm. Phil Spector produced that album and used the wall of sound on the Let It Be album. Okay. Is, but, that, the, uh, is that the album that has St. Elmo's Fire on it? I'll say sure. no. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. But the Beatles <laughs> no, that that's one. the one they had the last train at Clarksville, Jason. Oh, my bad, my bad. I get those two confused. I know St. Elmo's Fire is in the Beatles catalog. I just can't remember where. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, as a Ronnie Spector probably isn't too upset about that. <laughs> no. Uh, we had a Twitter poll of the week this week at Bad Ideas Podcast. Uh, what was your favorite TGIF television show growing up? Uh, Brian hit on a few of these last week. And uh, I think I hit one, but uh, our fa- our listeners really liked this one. So yeah, I had a problem with this one. Well, you can wait a second. We had family. I'm just saying none of these were on when I was growing up. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to hand he- it over to Jim. He can do the Twitter poll. Shut up, Jeff. You're not my favorite now, right well, now. I, I, my answer to the thing was I actually went out and did stuff on Friday nights, and because all those shows did not uh, uh, like, I didn't care about any of those shows. Well, so. that's fine. Can you read the poll? Can you read the fucking How Miami Vice isn't on there? It's not TGI. That wasn't on TGIF. That. Miami Vice was NBC, not ABC. Come on, Blake. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, fuck but you. I don't, have, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, Jason, so I can't read it. <laughs> uh, Family Matters had... Oh, I'm sorry. Step by Step had 14%. Uh, full I'm house. surprised that many people voted for Step by Step. I didn't realize people actually liked that. I don't even. I can't even tell you what step by step was. I know the other Patrick Patrick Duffy or Patrick Duffy and Susan Suzanne Summers. Nope. Uh, Full House cut it out. Uh, Had twenty three percent, and then winning thirty seven percent to twenty six percent. Oh yeah, we do the dance of joy. Perfect strangers beat Family Matters. Fuck you, Urkel. Urkel, whatever the kid's name is. Man, Balky. Well, so happy we do the dance of joy. Perfect Strangers is the only one of those shows that I would say was watchable. So that would have been my vote if I voted, but I didn't because. uh, Cousin Larry Appleton. Anyways, so just uh, let's see, Blake, would you like to do some listener feedback? Yeah, let's get in some. Kind of hard to do that when I'm doing digital. 
Bomb listener feedback brought to you by Kylie Jenner's water pressure. All right. First one we have is this one guy. Number one fan? Yeah. Guy we always a- start off with. A-pans? Can't give us a nickname? We're known as. Yeah. Big Same. D. Dad. Dad. That's right. <laughs> he says, uh, is Chewbacca just a ripoff of Bigfoot from the $6 million man? I see. I'm, I think – I don't think it is – for the simple fact that Bigfoot from the Six Million Dollar Man, uh, let's see here, that he episode was, yeah. first aired seventy five. Uh, where did it go? No, it was uh, where did it go? Uh, February first, nineteen seventy six. Okay, ooh, could be. It, it could be. He was Star alien. Wars. He was started, here by aliens, if I remember correctly. Star Wars started filming a month later. Oh. Now I don't know if that's enough time for a concept because I think the concept drawings of Chewbacca go back even older than that. But uh, I don't know if that's enough time for concept and then to be able to get a costume and everything done and, and change your script to reflect all that. Would it change so, your mind? That the mold they used uh, for the Star Wars figures was from the Six Million Dollar Man Bigfoot figure. Mm. Well, that surprises me. That must have been a terrible Six Million Dollar. Because I'm looking at the picture from mm. the Six Million Dollar Man, and he looks nothing like Chewbacca. It was uh, that was one of our listeners responded to that uh, question uh-huh. from uh, Doug. What did he say? That's what he said. Oh, I would say Chewbacca does wear that cool ammo belt, although I've never seen Chewbacca pull any ammo from that ammo belt. <laughs> it was pretty useless. The bandolier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you really need ammo when you're shooting lasers? A laser crossbow, for that matter. Well, maybe it's a grenade. It was a bowcaster. Bowcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, laser crossbow. <laughs> Along with laser swords and laser guns. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for doing that. What a... I was, uh, I guess, watching what episode, maybe the Mandalorian, or I saw where, uh, well, what episode was it? Uh, the uh, Star Wars, like, they're shooting all these lasers, and then the guys have, like, swords. And it's like, <laughs> why are you using a sword? Is that <laughs> is that the other Mandalorians <laughs> that came to help him? Uh, might have been, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was a different episode or something. I'm just watching them, like... Why are you using swords? <laughs> yeah, why are you they taking swords to a laser fight? Although it wasn't Star Wars, it was uh, oh. uh, Thor Dark World. Yeah, that's how bad I was bored this week. You <laughs> <laughs> right, go from Mando to Thor Dark the, the, the World. Ba- the bad guys come in and they are just blasting with, with lasers, and and uh, <laughs> the, the defenders are there with swords. <laughs> Well, this is the universe that has Hawkeye running around as one of the world's greatest superheroes with a bow and arrow. Like, oh, Asgardians. Uh, yeah, no wonder why you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughter, uh, we have a Thor figure that has his uh, has the eye patch. And my daughter has asked, you know, who did this to him? I was like, oh, it's Hela, his, you know, half-sister or whatever. Uh, and she's like, can we watch that one? I was like... Well, she's a bad guy. She's like, I don't care. She took Thor down. I like her. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I guess you got a point. 
He also she also well, crushed his hammer. I, I saw where in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, Lady Sif is going to return. Good. Jamie Alexander will be back. Good. You say Lady so, Sif? Yeah, yes. S-I-F. Is yeah. that short for syphilis? No, it's <laughs> not short for anything. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, you know, the best part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was that episode with her in it. I love that episode. When Lady Sif. It was a good episode. Yeah. I don't know who's the best part, though. No. Oh, very <laughs> She's the reason it was a good episode. Yes. <laughs> was it contagious? Stop it. Because anytime more Jamie Alexander is not a bad thing. But like, how'd your Browns do this weekend? Better than I anticipated. <laughs> Next year, though. Next year. Still a win. Still a win. Next year. In my book. That was a good season. It was. Uh, what else you got? Uh, next, we have uh, Steve from uh, Eiltham. It says, uh, when is he... When will Izzy and I be back on the show to give you that Elfham bump? Those itch, by the way. Those also, tell everyone about Podcast Art Fest on April 10th. Yes, Podcast Art Fest, April 10th. Uh, check out EILFM for more information, and we'll get a promo for next week, too. Steve, Izzy, send something over. Um, She's still having her uh, Etsy Bitsy sale. She does on Etsy. Untidy Venus, go there, put in Hobie Pod, you save 15%. Uh, so give some love to uh, fellow geeks. And Steven is here, awesome. Uh, we will be having them back soon. Uh, holidays came up, so they weren't on uh, for a couple weeks, but they'll be back soon. I promise. This is not an Amy thing. Uh, anyways, uh, what else we got? From In Bed with Nikki at DNikki162. Is it like, is in Darling Nikki? All right. In pirate lore, there was said to be Libertalia, or Libertalia. Watch your light, man. A, a legendary free colony founded by pirates. Do you think it existed, and where do you think it was? Can't wait to hear your theories. Um, uh, it probably, some type of it probably existed. In Jamaica. To, Wasn't there you know, a pirate haven in Jamaica? You know, Libertalia would be on Madagascar. Oh, that is correct. Okay. And it would be like one of the bays there. It would be a small uh, uh, thing where they actually had like the city down below and they had like a fort or something up top that could look down upon it. So they could, uh, it was a free trading society uh, and uh, self governed democracy where they would take, where everybody got a, a vote and uh, met for, again, all colors, race, races, genders, everybody was free. So they probably had something like it. I don't know if it was actually called what it was called, but uh, but the, the rumor is it was somewhere on Madagascar, but they couldn't locate the exact location. Um, now, I got a question, Jim. Would I truly, really be free if I go to this society? And the fact that they have things that offend me happen, <laughs> that, that my religion tells me that these people are doing things bad. So am I really free with them? <laughs> no, if you were there in not. the first place, I don't think you worried about religion. <laughs> um, you know, pirate, pirates were very democratic. Honestly, that is a that yeah. is a true fact. Yeah. They were, you know, you just didn't want to get the black dot. 
nor did you want to be the guy that they picked to kill when they buried the treasure in order to guard it with your spirit. Other than that, yeah, you know. You know what? Who says we're not a history podcast? <laughs> Fuck yeah. We do. It's on our shirt. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> True story. Wait a minute. Can I have a revote here? I'm, I don't want to be the one to get killed here to guard this chest. Uh, I just want to let you know we did get a listener. I listen- demand a recount. A listener did ask if uh, that. Not that- the steal. <laughs> they did ask if uh, Libertalia was actually in, uh, on Oak Island. They were wondering if that was actually where it was located. So we did have a question. Oh! <laughs> no, I was, I was no they found to... nothing on Oak Island to like, make you think a pirate ever was there. Um, is, is, is Libertalia a female place? Is that that's right. <laughs> Yeah, it's the sister colony to genitalia. <laughs> we heard it's really great, but we just can't find it. You know, I was looking at the outline. I knew I was going to fuck that name up. <laughs> that wasn't even up for debate. <laughs> what else you got, Blake? <laughs> you show me your libertalia, baby. <laughs> Great! Uh, now Blake's going to get uh, fired because uh, <laughs> he, he keeps on asking women to show up his libertalia. <laughs> he said sixty-three unanswered text messages. So to answer Nikki's question, it's not real uh, libertalia. <laughs> Don't ask a bunch of men about this, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I missed you guys. <laughs> what else we got? From uh, Besoded Geek, Stork and Swan. I don't know, this is just Stork. Uh, who wins in a cage match between intern fax machine and Blakebot? To make it fair, intern fax machine is controlled by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> I, I think intern fax machine. Well, Blakebot wouldn't show up half the time, so Intern would win by default. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking the fact that Intern facts are there, but uh, Blakebot might not show up, but Black will. <laughs> Black. That's right. Black. Black. <laughs> <sighs> and you never want to mess with a Russian, a Russian named Black. Blackbot. Right. <laughs> Blackbot. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, to cap it all off, uh, professor number one and doctor number one, you're on death row. What is your final meal? Can I say never ending buffet? <laughs> <laughs> all you can eat. <laughs> I'm still eating. I'm not done yet. <laughs> well, you know what, governor? He's right. He's still eating. We can't, we can't execute him. Well, <laughs> I'll quit it. Who will allow him to have this all-you-can-eat chocolate fountain? It's never in chocolate fountain. <laughs> okay, Jim, you're going to the electric chair, or you can eat Golden Corral. Give me the chair. Give me the chair. <laughs> the good thing, though, about Golden Corral is you'll want to die after you eat it. And you won't even get your money's worth before you start feeling sick. 
So <laughs> it's all you can eat. You have two bites, and that's all you it's can all eat. you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Unfortunately, I, I, Golden Corral is closing a lot of the locations because of COVID. Uh, yeah. They so that's one good thing came from COVID. <laughs> I had Golden Corral once because one of my buddies told me, oh, my God, they have all-you-can-eat ribs. Those weren't ribs, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think those were ribs. I, I think I went back a second time thinking we. J- it was just a bad day the first time. <laughs> like, uh, and it was like, no. Restaurants <laughs> really shouldn't have bad days. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> On some Fridays before softball, the Gimp and I would hit Golden Corral occasionally to see how much we could eat, then go drink a couple of uh, liters of beer and see how well we could play. <laughs> Did it affect you? That explains uh, it. No, no, not really. <laughs> Golden, Corral, Golden Corral had to close down because they actually have to clean now because of COVID. They're like, well, we're out. We're out. We're out. <laughs> We have wait, to wait, wipe the down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. So what's your meal, Brian? Plates anymore. Uh, I would go to the pancake pantry. Oh, that's a good one in Gatlinburg. Yep, mm. a gluten full mem- uh, menu. Ooh, speaking of Gat, ooh, maybe the Apple Barn. Oh, the Apple Barn. Okay. They have apple fritters. They do. And and, and our, our friend Nick, not the gimp, but our, another friend Nick, is insane for not even wanting his apple fritters. Apple fritters are damn I, good. I get twice as many apple fritters when I go with Nick because he doesn't eat the apple fritters. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just order some more. <laughs> but I don't have to pay for them. Oh, more. okay, okay. Because you, you automatically get a couple for just for sitting down at the table. So... <laughs> So I'm Welcome to mine and his. Welcome to Tennessee. Here's your apple fritters. Uh, you know, that's the reason to go to Tennessee is for apple fritters. Yeah. There's a couple of good pastures down there, too. Um, you know, that wasn't even my answer. <laughs> there it is, Apple Barn. Blake, what do you got? What? For what? Last meal. Never-ending buffet? Yeah. Okay. Jim, what do you got? As, as long as they don't have one wafer-thin mint, I'll be okay. <laughs> well, then you won't have to worry about them putting you to death if you have that wafer-thin <laughs> mint. That's right. What do you got, Jim? Well, sorry, I got cut off. I, it oh. kicked me off Skype. Oh, I just can't get back on. Uh, what, what's your final meal? Uh, I'd have to imagine it probably involves... Uh, a, uh, a nice steak from uh, one of our popular steakhouses. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to St. Elmo's up in Indianapolis, but I'd like to try it. It's one it of Ron Swanson's favorites. I know. Maybe like a a nice uh, cowboy cut uh, tomahawk uh, steak with all the fixings. St. Elmo's in Indianapolis is very good. Very good. You should go yeah. during the NFL Combine this year. It won't be as crowded. <laughs> uh, you know, I, every year I go to Gen Con. I'm saying I'm going to eat at St. Elmo's this year, but 
but uh, never happened. It's a very old school, like Chicago type steakhouse, obviously. Yeah. It, it, it looks like I'm always underdressed and going in yeah. the way and, and cut off camo shorts and a nerd backpack. Yes. I always feel intimidated. You probably should. But, be. but at Gen Con, everyone there is also wearing the same or you might be overdressed compared to what some of the people wear. Correct. But I always ended up at Tilted Kilt anyways. The thing that... (laughs) (laughs) At least that's better than Hooters. (laughs) Uh, I was a a little disappointed in the Tilted Kilt in uh, downtown Indy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go there for the food. So, there's a thing... I know, me too. (laughs) Jim, do you go for the caber toss? (laughs) Uh, That's what they call it. <laughs> they have a caber toss in the back. It's not the cornhole, but the caber toss they have back there. Um, so there's a meme. Uh, there's a not meme. Sorry, a thing going around on Facebook. So who knows if it's real? Uh, but I guess if you are on a date and uh, you feel unsafe, you can go up to the bar and uh, at Hooters and order an angel shot, and they have different things, and they will you know call you know, um, lift or they'll call the police or they'll walk you out to the car, all this stuff. So it's a really nice, sincere thing. And then typical internet, which is always great. The first rea- comment was, you know, if you're on a date to Hooters, maybe that should have been your warning sign. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. well, it's got a point. <laughs> so, uh, again, I don't know. How What's that? At my establishment, if somebody comes up and orders an angel shot, we'll look at him and say, okay, who the fuck's this asshole? <laughs> we'll, just kick him out. we'll just kick him out. You could just give him a closer. That would work. <laughs> oh, you want this asshole out of here? Here's the closer, sir. On the house. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jason, you oh uh, crab legs. I would probably do crab legs. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, yeah my, my, my real answer. You got me thinking apple barn, but that wasn't my answer. My answer would be a, a seafood <laughs> feast where mm-hmm. you'd have, like, scallops and lobsters and, and mussels, but but uh, no oysters. No. I don't like oysters. Uh, clams. Clams are good. Crab legs. Yeah, Octopi? just all the seafood. Yes, yes. Really? Well, squid, anyway. I don't know if I've had octopi. I've had calamari. Mm. No, octopi or squid. That's squid, isn't it? But I would try octopi, yeah. It's squid, yeah. I like how calamari used to be like a poor man's food, too. Same thing with lobster. Yeah, <laughs> lobster's what they fed the prisoners uh, in <laughs> New England. Uh, McDonald's up in New England states have the McLobster. It's like, damn. Yeah. And in Maryland, it was blue crab, just because it was such a pain in the ass to get such a little meat out. <laughs> torture. But I... Uh, well, uh, the final meal thing, though, uh, there was a comedian, I can't remember who it was, this was years and years ago, it had a great joke about that, was uh, for my final meal, I would want to get a McRib and a Shamrock Shake, because they never have those at the same time, so I have to keep waiting and waiting. <laughs> I did have a McRib this week. How was it? Um, I didn't get sick. Are you... <laughs> Are you fine waiting another 10 years for the McRib to come back? Um, I, it was nothing special. Nothing. It was more, it was more nostalgia than anything else, right? I, I probably won't go out of my way to have another one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you go out of your way to have that one? 
No, I mean, some people were ordering it and said, what do you want? And I said, oh, I just, and they were talking about it jokingly. I said, just give me that McRib. And I, I think there was a girl there uh, who is a, uh, uh, like a vegan or a vegetarian. Uh, but so she was getting the fish filet, but she's also gluten-free, so no bun. And I think I, I think she had more meat in hers than mm. I did in mine. <laughs> uh Brad from the cinema well, guys. Well, here's here's something scary. Did did she have French fries? Uh, she did not. Oh, okay, good because you know the special ingredient in those French fries is uh, meat in that oil. By the way, the animal fat. The animal fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question is uh, the breading for the fish. Isn't that gluten? Like McDonald's puts breading on it. I don't think it is. Okay, I just assumed it would have been wheat flour or if something. It's, if it's artificial, I think she was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, nothing's real. <laughs> it's all kind of plastic. I mean, they can't even use real flour? I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, it still had that six-tab thing on the fish, Jeff, so it's fine. You know, that they get caught in, it's fine. Um, two things on that. Brad from the Cinema Guys posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago that he got a um, McRib and there was no sauce on it. It was the most sad-looking thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, that would be sad. I would have been disappointed if mine had no sauce. And then, you can hope on the onions, but you need the sauce and the pickles. The good news yeah, I, I had to no say one. sauce and the pickles make that edible. Mm. The good news is Jim was able to get McDonald's to sponsor us this week. And so on the new campaign, Jim's uh, go- picture is going to be on the poster saying, McRib. I want to go back for, out of my way for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> congratulations, Jim. Hey, Griff. Hey, Griff. I would have been to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss the Dana's McRib, Jim. The, the McDana's? The McDana's. <laughs> what would be the McDana's at your bar? Uh, we had, like, some golf uh, uh, event that uh, they ended. Charity fundraiser thing fundraiser thing and they always finished up at dana's and we would have they would send us all this food to make for it and they were those like riblet pat like boneless rib patties mm-hmm. and we'd go through again we'd get a couple boxes of them we'd go to maybe like 30 of them so we'd have like a case and a half of them for like the, for the next like month and a half till we got tired of eating them they <laughs> uh. were never they were never on the menu there were just stuff that we had in our freezer, like, well, I'm going to have one of these today. <laughs> so when this pandemic's over, I go to your bar. Can I order a McDana? No, we don't no. have. We, we haven't had this in probably six, six years or something. Jim, I'll be honest. You could put anything and just say it was a McDana to me. It's fine. Yes, Brigger, here you go. It's a McDana. The bun, no seeds. Uh, we had a, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, from the uh, Libya, Libertalia. Uh, but besides that, we haven't had a recast uh, in a long time. Recast is a little segment we do where we recast ourselves into a TV show or a movie or a, you know something fictional, or it could be real. Who knows? Uh, it doesn't always have to be us. us. It can be other people. But uh, this time, it's uh, from Salty Language. Recast King of the Hill with members of Hobie. So, um... I'm thinking we're doing uh, Hank Hill. The we'll do Hank, uh, Dale, mm-hmm. Boomhauer, uh, Bobby, 
Bobby and uh, John Redcorn. No, uh, uh, Bill, Bill, Bill. Dale. Yeah, Bill, Dale, Bill. and Boomhauer. Right. Can can you include like the extend, extended Hobie family? We could. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Who would be so the then Hank we could do John Redcorn? Hank. I think I'd put Blake to be mm-hmm. Hank Hill. That's a good one. I agree. I can hear Hank or Hank. I can hear Blake saying, "Damn it, Bobby." Damn it, Jimmy. <laughs> so is Jimmy Bobby Hill? No one said anything. Uh, who? Uh, sure, who? Jim. Jim. Okay, he called it. Jim, you're Bobby Hill. I don't think so. Uh, who's Dale Gribble? <laughs> wait, I'm trying to. Why am I? That's my what? purse. <laughs> Why am I Dale Gribble? I don't know you. I don't know you. Because you're the one that the likes dark. to watch uh, all those conspiracy Spiracy. theories <laughs> shit. Okay, I'm Dale. Uh, who are you? Who's Brian? Boomhauer. Oh, okay. That means you're Bill? Can, I under- thought that was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> we can I understand mean, Brian a little bit better than we can understand Boomhauer. That we can. <laughs> Is there a fax machine in the show that we could no. uh, have Brian play? No, there isn't. <laughs> I could see. Uh... Well, Mike Judge did do King of the Hill and Office Space, so maybe we can have a crossover with that fax machine. I, I could see Peggy Hill being Genie of Hobie. I could see that. Um, yeah, but Peggy. Uh, anybody who's who's John Redcorn? Oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, how about uh, A Pans is going to be uh, Cotton Hill. Oh, I got no, <laughs> I got no knees, Bobby. Shins got no <laughs> shins. Got no shins. My bad. Shins. Lost shins in World War Two. <laughs> got no shins, Bobby. I could see A Pans being that. That's a good one. Uh, who would be? Um, well, I think that's that, that's our. Uh, who's Scab Jeff? John Redcorn. Uh, okay. I actually could see him as John Redcorn. He actually appears as himself. <laughs> he fits in with that universe in, in cartoon does. form. Yeah, right. I know. I would take Scab Jeff kind Scab of Scab Jeff would be uh, Chuck Mangione. No, I was going to go. What's his name? Binkley or whatever the uh, the, the oh Lou Anne's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Buckley. Buckley. Yeah. I like it. Good job, salty language. If you guys have any listeners have anything that you want us to recast, let us know. Send it on in. Or a draft day. We'll draft a t- uh, thing. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, Jeff, give me some news of the geek music. Dun, 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 News of the geek. Dun, 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 dun. News of the geek. Per CNN. This is my favorite article and the weirdest one. Denmark. That could be up there. Denmark. Their flagship. I thought you would enjoy it. Oh, my God. There there were some photos included. I wanted to do this last week, but I had to wait for you, Blake, because I just wanted you to respond. Thank you. Thanks for waiting. Denmark's flagship broadcaster has suffered blowback over its newest children's TV program. John Dillermand. Dillermand? An anima- Thank you. An animation series starring a man with a penis 
So massive and flexible, it can save children from danger, fetch objects from a river, and operate as a pogo stick. Uh, the show, whose 13 episodes are available to watch on the DR Network's website, follows its titular character as he navigates an array of unexpected scenarios caused by his inexplicable... Inexplic- inexplic- Come on, Jeff, help me inexplicable. out here. Inexplicably? Thank you. Huge de- genitalia. Uh, it the, was- the brother of uh, Libertalia. Thank you. <laughs> in, ep- in episode one, for instance... Uh, he uses his gigantic stripy organ as a lead for his dog, but quickly finds himself inundated with a request from his neighbors to take their pets out for a walk, too. <laughs> Inundated. Inundated. At another point in the show, he is stuck floating in midair after balloons are tied to his groin. Another episode, he breaks a friend's vase with his penis and must raise money to pay them back. And then another one, he uses it to steal an ice cream. He uses it to steal ice cream at the zoo. <laughs> Uh, the show's opening montage <laughs> also shows him using his genitals to keep a lion away from a group of children. Uh, the show was generally... using it as a whip. <laughs> the show was generally. When I did that. They told me to stay away from the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, man. <laughs> you can go to Denmark zoos. Uh, the show was generally met with hilarity in Denmark and across the internet, with many praising it as, as an appropriate and lighthearted way to teach children about human anatomy. No! no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way! Here, here. It sets some unrealistic here, here. expectations. Here, kid, you should be able to, to uh, grab this ice cream cone with your penis! <laughs> but my, I can't reach Use it as a leash for your dog! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, some took issue with the main character's central trait. Danish politician, ah, oh, fuck them, Morten Messerschmidt, a member of the right-wing Danish People's Party, uh, said children should not be forced to watch a cartoon depiction of an adult man's groin. No one's forcing, forcing them to... Forcing the ch- no, they're, they're doing a uh, clockwork orange, strapping them down and peeling their eyes open. Uh, All right, children, watch this. Wait, wait, was he with the People's Front of Denmark or the Popular Front of Denmark? <laughs> First off, his name's Morton. Go shut the fuck up. Get back into the comic strips. Fuck you. <laughs> We're going to make some salt. Uh, I don't uh, think Jake got my joke. <laughs> oh, he didn't get your joke. And no, they, no, that was the Party of People's Front. <laughs> and a handful... <laughs> And a handful of parents have taken to the Facebook page of DR Children's Network, urging them to remove the program. A spo- spokesperson for DR told CNN, fuck you, people. No. Uh, they said uh, that most of those who criticized the program did so without even having seen the show, because it wasn't released yet. Now the great majority here in Denmark are making fun of the few critics instead. Sarah Cecilia's added. Hundreds of thousands is are supporting... John Dillermond now. Uh, in Denmark, Dillermond. it's now a huge success, and the children are watching in big numbers, she said, telling C- CNN that 200,000 people have viewed the first episode. Well, I guess that's a lot in Denmark, right? Uh, can you give me some, Jeff, can you give me some other Denmark uh, Nielsen poll numbers there? I need to know. I don't know. It's something's rotten in there. To come up with it. Uh, <laughs> it is an intern, but he seems relaxed, so I'm going to let him go. Good job. All right. In the network's own bacon or jerky or something, leave him alone. Uh, it also can be uh, the show can also be used for good once he embraces that he is different from others. 
Uh, well, you, the population of Denmark is 5.8 million. Oh, so that probably is a pretty good number then. Uh, DR is Denmark's oldest and most, most well-known broadcaster uh, and was a founding member of the European Broadcasting Union. The network is funded by the taxpayer, making it the Danish equivalent of the BBC or PBS. There's only 5.8 million people in Denmark, Jeff? Jesus. Uh, yeah. It's pretty small. Hmm. Okay. Probably the majority of them around Copenhagen. Gotcha. I don't uh, know if I can name another <laughs> Danish city other than Copenhagen. Jopenhagen. Carlsberg, is that a city that the the beer is from? Or Yeah, Carlsberg and uh, chewing tobacco. Um, Blake? Would you be offended by this show? Would you let your kids watch this show? No. <laughs> well, I don't know, to tell you the truth. I'd have to watch it myself first. How does this show even get to air? I don't it's it's they're Danish. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just love this one. That that was the t- the subject. Yeah, they're eating Danish and they're drinking drinking Carlsberg and uh Doing a lot of chewing tobacco, apparently. Good for them. Uh, let's see. Sony has announced. Okay, Jeff. What's the second largest city in Denmark uh, and as of 2017 numbers was Aarhus, A A O H West. Okay. I have heard of that. So since the size of Cincinnati, basically. Copenhagen has 1.3 million, and the next one is 300,000, like 260,000. Wow. Old Nays is 176,000. Allberg is 113,000. Yeah. Damn. They're all in one place. So the amount of people who have seen this show is pretty much the size of one of their large cities. I'll be honest. I'm kind of intrigued to go to Denmark now and live there. I'm kind because of, intrigued. of this television show? Yeah, first episode here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not because of the television show, just because of the small towns. I'll go there. Oh. Just because they're one of the happiest places to live according to the happiest Done. places to live on the world polls. Done. Uh, Sony has announced that Morbius, with Jared Leto, has been pushed back to almost a full seven months from March 19th to October 8th. And now No Time to Die has followed suit. Uh, Deadline has heard that the latest installment in the James Bond franchise has departed from its Easter weekend release of April 2nd. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, still, still waiting for the vaccine. Yeah, MGM reportedly did shop uh, the bond to uh, streamers, but no one was willing to meet the whopping six hundred million dollar asking price to pay for a bond. Yeah, that's ridiculously yeah. high. Uh, they're hoping pushing it back will help because of the vaccine, and uh, we'll see what happens. WrestleMania um, got pushed back to April because they're hoping to get fans in their stadium in Tampa Bay, or in Tampa. Sorry. Do you need the vaccine to get them in Tampa? No, Florida's pretty open. They could do it. They won't care. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to skip that one. I'll wait till next week on that one. But a couple other quick ones, not on it. Uh, the Muppet yes. Show. The original Muppet Show is coming to Disney Plus in February. It's time to light the lights. Uh, let's see here. And I think that was about it. Um, I, I have some more De- Denmark facts for you, Jason. Bring it. Let's go. Uh, you talked about you want to live there because it's sparsely populated. Mm-hmm. It's only the size of about Massachusetts. Okay. And it has like uh, slightly less than a million people than Massachusetts. 
Hmm. So there's still a lot of people. It's still populated. But, but it's just it small. is, at least of 2019, was the second happiest country in the world. New Zealand number one? No. Uh, Finland was number one, and Norway was number three. Oh, okay. I, I don't understand how they can be all that happy when they have a shitty-ass winter. But They don't have hey. a shitty-ass winter. They have just winter. The whole year is winter. <laughs> yeah, which means shitty ass because they have winter. You cannot be happy where it snows. That's what I'm saying. No, nope. wrong. Their their tax rate is about forty, average about forty five percent, but they have some of the best health care and uh, education hmm. in Europe. Okay. Uh, they have a huge coastline. Most of the state is at coastline, so that might be why people oh, yeah. are happy. They have that beaches could, everywhere. Yeah, oh, they're on the Jutland Peninsula. They might not get as much snow as like Finland, which was number one, and Norway, which is number three. So maybe, maybe they they aren't too bad with their snow. Uh, and real quick, just for Brian and me, Garrett Colstead, writer for John Wick franchise, Adam will write and direct or develop a series pitched based around the popular game Dungeons and Dragons variety has confirmed. So he's uh, also writing for Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Uh, and he's expected to craft a story that will capture crucial aspects of the franchise through a live action lens of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hasbro Film Studio One. Only, only, only if he's including some of the most famous uh, novel and cartoon, well, na- you know, novel and uh, comic book editions. So if they're doing like something along the lines of Drizzt or something else, it'll work. If they go with something completely new and nobody knows who they are, then you're going to lose a lot of crowd. Brian and I were talking about this the other night. They're going to create something new. You know they are. They. They're not going for something that's already been written. Chris Pine, but that, but that'd be the that'd be the way to do it, though. That's what irritates me. Because uh, you got a guaranteed base that will go. They're hoping just the name Dungeons and Dragons will bring a, a certain number. Yeah, the well, we'll see. Chris Pine is in the Dungeons and Dragons movie that's expected to be released in 2022. That's separate from the TV series. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Brian, are you excited? What's your What's your favorite character that you want in the TV series? Uh, I mean, I, I really like to see the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you maybe, really want the dungeon. Uh, maybe the wizard. Oh, the wizard. <laughs> it's not, that's not really a character, though. It could be. I mean... It's a location. I, I it's it's more of the setting. There. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's a walking maybe, tree, maybe the wizard watch. <laughs> Brian, I'm going to go, and you know my favorite is the dungeon master. I love the dungeon master. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Iacocca, the guy that uh, sells stagecoaches for them, love it. Um, love it. Uh, either one would work. Um, I think those are the two big ones I really want to see. I'd really like to see Liam Neeson as the dungeon master. Oh, do they, do you think they take his daughter in that one or his son? Both. I, 
Maybe both this okay. time. And he's going after the dragon, right? Yeah. I thought you well, said maybe. I thought you said the key was go to the dungeon first and then the dragon. You, you did say that, Jason. Yeah, we're going to the dungeon first. We're going with the dungeon master, and then he's going to hunt down the dragon. You know what, Jeff? You just don't understand the game, okay? If you don't understand... You're the right. Game, <laughs> I don't understand why the dungeon master is hunting. If you don't understand the game, don't make fun of me and Brian when we play it, okay? <laughs> Brian? No respect. No! And Brian, you wonder they wonder why we don't invite them to our game nights. Yeah. Jason, what's your favorite polyhedron? Uh, hexagon. Nope. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to say octagon. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I love the octagon. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, since we're talking about TV shows that are coming out, don't mm-hmm. forget, Kevin James' new Netflix uh, show drops February 15th. He's in charge of a motley NASCAR crew that gets taken over. The old bo- the old owner uh, gives it to his daughter, and there could be something. That looks like the most unfunny show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's on. But, but you said Motley Crew is in it, so that's kind of cool. If Motley Crew was in it, it would I would watch it. No, I wouldn't. No, no. Uh, ten episode first season. Ten episode. So, uh, yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Valentine's Day is booked. <laughs> is that when it comes out? <laughs> oh, Dr. Dana's so lucky. Well, February 15th, so. Oh, okay. Uh, Midnight on Valentine's Day. You know what? Netflix really does love you, uh, Brian. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeff, why don't you get some box office news and world reports? All right. The box office of January 15th through January 17th of the year 2021. In first place, the Marksman made $3.2 million in its opening weekend on a $15 million budget. Okay. Coming in at number two, Wonder Woman 1984 made another $2.6 million, a total of $36 million on a $200 million budget. Two point six million in its what fourth week? Fourth or fifth? After it's been released on streaming services, that's pretty impressive. I think it's not bad. Not bad. Uh, number three, The Crudes, A New Age, made another two million, a total of thirty nine million on a sixty five million dollar budget. Uh, News of the World made another $1 million, a total of $8.5 million on a $38 million budget. And Monster Hunter made just under a million for a total of $9 million on a $60 million budget. Uh, Wonder Woman is up to $142.5 million worldwide. Jason, did you watch News of the World? No, we got behind on a couple things, so we did not. Uh, we ran, uh, ran out of time. I think we're going to watch it this weekend. Um, we did get cu- we started watching Yellowstone and got caught up on that one, or not caught up, but started watching a couple of those episodes. So, and then we had to watch This Is Us. So, it, it, is news? Let's say is News of the World. Is that better than the Weekly World News? No, there's no Bat Boy in News of the World. Uh, no Bat Boy. Maybe they had some Nostradamus predictions. 
<laughs> I forgot about those. <laughs> Did Nostradamus predict COVID? <laughs> well, I don't know. The Weekly World News isn't around anymore. Oh. I'm sure the, the Simpsons <laughs> had to, right? <laughs> The Simpsons did at some the point. The Simpsons did have a uh, pandemic. A pandemic, a, yeah, a an Asian disease. Yeah, I think I think uh, here I think it, I think I found the quad train. It said uh, "Year of the Large Orange Head." <laughs> there will be many dead. There comes from China a deadly low main. <laughs> Uh, I apologize. Weekly World News does have a website still putting out articles. Uh, this week's uh, articles, four steps for putting a curse on someone. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what new- are they? Do uh, we really want to spread that type of new- uh, that type of information? People will start putting curses on Hobie, and we don't want that. Uh, here. Um, Not if we put her- curses on them first. Rise, rise from your bed at midnight, sit cross-legged on the floor in a dark, empty room, and whisper the words, evil live, evil live, live evil, over and over for one minute. In your mind's eye, picture the person you want to curse. Uh, Did you know evil live is a palindrome? Yes. Uh, another, uh, I'm not, I won't go into the other ones because I don't want it to work. Uh, a New York woman was stalked by a Russian submarine. Uh, <laughs> just around the corner. <laughs> she was what? Stalked. Stalked. Stalked by New York. Stalked. 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 S T A L K. Oh, I thought you were stalked as in stalked. Put uh, on the shelves. This is creepy. Mike Pence is a cyborg. Look at the picture. The picture. All right. Cool. So, <laughs> n- news of the world is just a QAnon <laughs> web website now. It's just a message board for QAnon. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, I'm done I doing find... my curse of Jason until I get my chair back. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, not I, midnight, I mean, Jim. <laughs> no, you don't even need to do that it's stuff. Just make your little, ju- make your little summer, Jason voodoo doll like I do. <laughs> uh, man sells his soul to the devil, but the devil wants a refund now. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's it. see. You got it fair and square. <laughs> After a massive heart attack, Dracula said he's going back to being a vegan. Uh, <laughs> an Iowa a couple was abducted by a UFO, and they were disappointed they weren't probed. Uh, let's see. Disappointed they That's been several Saturday Night Live skits. <laughs> it has yep. been, actually. Jim, was it one of your friends or something or, or classmates that uh, in the the world world cultures uh, where we're supposed to go through the uh, newspaper and clip out uh, articles yeah. from the wor- news around the world use the weekly world news? Yes, uh, yeah, we had to uh, do do an article from the newspaper and write like a thing about it. And the teacher never read the art, never read, just like you turned it in. So after like this third week, uh, one of my classmates went to the Weekly World News and just clipped out articles there. <laughs> and still got checks on them all. <laughs> uh, five, real quick, five things to avoid during an alien abduction. Uh, leave the tinfoil <laughs> tin hats at home. Avoid eye contact. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a question. Yeah. Avoid tin, eye contact. With the tinfoil hats, does it have to be tinfoil or does aluminum foil work? I don't know. Because it's, it's real hard to find tinfoil. If you think tinfoil hats keep aliens away, you're wrong. Dead wrong. It, if in fact, it attracts them. Just like road trippers on Earth, uh, aliens often bring snacks from home, and their preferred method of preservation, tinfoil. <laughs> so does aluminum so, foil then uh, repel them? Probably. I, <laughs> Do they, so the they, aliens don't have Ziploc bags is what you're telling me. Yes. No, 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 what it's telling you is to put a Ziploc bag over your head instead <laughs> of tinfoil. No, should, I, should I pull the zipper? Like, should I pull it all the way? Or is, is no, close as tight as it'll it. go. Okay. Take uh, one deep breath and then seal it up? Yep. <laughs> no spoilers is another one. It's a well-known fact oh, do, that... Do we have to actually, I'm sorry, do, do we have to tell people at home to not actually do that? Yes, please don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> please do not try that at home. Uh, no spoilers. It's a well-known fact that aliens come here for the quality and variety of streaming services. Uh, what's the one thing they hate most after traveling light years? Spoilers. In a recently obtained... <laughs> in a recently obtained report from the government... <laughs> Abductees described what happened to a fellow Earthling who told a Zebon commander how season two of The Mandalorian ended. We can't go into the gory details. Let's just say it made being tossed into a Sarlacc pit look like a trip to the day spa. Uh, never mentioned probes. Yes, those kinds. Uh, aliens actually don't like conducting anal probes. It's a messy affair. <laughs> oh, so Josh Gadsden, he's great. Yeah, Josh. And finally, do not try to take over the ship and save Earth. So there you go. You know, the best part is this is probably all true. I mean, this is probably all coming out, you know, out of the uh, stimulus package and that, that little tack on paragraph where the CIA has to release all their alien knowledge. Time out. Time out. <laughs> I can't even make this shit up. They can. Weekly World News. Back in on July 2nd of 2020, Bigfoot accepts Bat Boy's uh, nomination to be his v- vice president in the uh, election. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Boy and Bigfoot 2020 with PhD Ape to be Secretary of State. <laughs> oh, they were not on my ballot. Now I'm disappointed. Who's he running against? Chewbacca? No, Biden and Trump. Oh. I'll Bat be honest, boy, I may have voted for Bat Boy. Bat <laughs> Boy Bigfoot 2020. <laughs> All right, I know who I'm voting for 2024. Okay. I'm uh, going to be voting for the MyPillow guy. <laughs> God. To go away and never come back. Uh, Is that what you're voting him uh, for? Preferably. Yes. <laughs> uh, Weekly World News also, .com has videos now. So just to let you guys know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, real quick, uh, Jeff, read those uh, quick movies coming out this week. Uh, upcoming January 22nd, we have, oh, can I even read that? Uh, preparations to be together for an unknown period of time. This is a uh, Hungarian film. 
Marta, a 40-year-old neurosurgeon, falls in love. She leaves her shining American career behind and returns to Budapest to start a new life with the man. But the love of her life claims that they never have met before. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, also coming out, Our Friend. Our Friend. Uh after receiving life-altering news, a couple finds unexpected support from their best friend who puts his own life on hold and moves into their family home, bringing an impact much greater and more profound than anyone could have imagined. Swingers. Dakota Johnson, Casey Affleck, Jason Siegel, Gwendolyn Christie. Well, I heard of all Sounds those people. like a movie version of A Million Little Things. <laughs> No, oh, now I'm there. I want to see it now. As long as that Theo kid's not in it, fuck him. As long as Theo gets center stage. I mean, uh, up the and drops eight, everything to move in. person listed is Theo. <laughs> uh, fucking kid. He should have uh, been hit by the truck. But it's Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> <laughs> the other Theo. Uh, um, also uh, coming out, we have Psycho Gorman. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. This is Psycho awesome. Gorman. After unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. So this is from this looks hilarious. I had the trailer up on our Facebook page, History of Bad Ideas. Go follow us, please. Helps us out. Uh, we it's actually one of the producers is Michael Paz, who did the Vampiro doc, documentary. We interviewed him. Uh, and rumor is that we will be interviewing the director of Psycho Gorman, uh, Brad and I, so pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, that is the, that is, uh, the, the rumor. So we're hoping to uh, get that set up soon, but, uh, yeah, it looks, it does look funny. Uh, it was not what I expected. And, uh, I was talking to Michael about it and he said that he was trying to, um, the director, uh, did it in a 1980s type of horror movie, uh, setting type thing. So there you go. Uh, Here's one of the uh, 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 reviews. If you are squeamish or are sensible and can't take any weird humor, dark humor, comedy that's not afraid to offend, well, you might as well not watch it. <laughs> because this movie really is far is out as far out there as they can be. Brilliant turn and acting by the girl and main character here. But you won't like what she does or says. Well, you shouldn't. She is quite something. <laughs> it, look, it looks hilarious. <laughs> Do you say 80s? 80s yeah, like style? A, a 1980s homage. Yeah. Ah, so there's gratuitous booby shots. I hope not. The one kid's like 13. Oh, yeah. Scratch that. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they go to like a sorority party, uh, Blake. You'll see it there. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. You ever notice like if you watch a movie now, like made in the last 10 years, like you're shocked when there's like female nudity or uh, in it? Like back in the 80s and 90s, it was everywhere. But now you're like, whoa, hello. Didn't expect that coming. Yeah, the 80s was like the uh, boobsploitation of uh, mm-hmm. horror. Yeah. And then 90s was like the Harvey Keitel penis, you know, exploration. Ugh. Yeah. Exploration. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the, on, on the movie poster, the catchphrase is little girl, big psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he the alien crashes down the monster crashes down and he's, and he's about ready to take over the earth and he can't do anything because she has the gem and he like half half the trailer is like can you just give that back to me no <laughs> and so she makes him do his, her bidding so 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, we have No Man's Land. Hmm. No Man's Land. Oh, is this Libertalia? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a modern, genitalia. A modern Western inspired by real-life No Man's Land areas along the Texas-Mexico border. While out on a father-son border patrol, Jackson actually kills a Mexican immigrant boy. When Jackson's father tries taking the blame, Jackson flees south on horseback, becoming a gringo, a legal alien in Mexico. Chased by Texas strangers and Mexican federales, Jackson journeys across Mexico to seek forgiveness from the dead boy's father, only to fall in love with the land he was taught to hate. My my guy Frank Grillo is in this one. Yes. <laughs> he plays the dam. I did my own stuff. I got, I got some more production company. Fuck Marvel. I'm not doing friend. I'm not doing crossbones. Fuck that. Frank Grillo. Oh, and George George Lopez is in it because you need the Mexico stereotype. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're not getting Danny Trejo? I'm sure he'll show up somewhere in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jeff, give me some top five music. Jason, I didn't like that impression of Frank Grillo. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a small production studio. I'm sorry. Sorry. That was, a, that was an impersonation of Frank Grillo? I I'm Frank tell. Grillo. I'm Frank Grillo. Oh! Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought Frank called into the show there for a second. Uh, he's actually online, too. Hey, hey guys. Uh, Frank Grillo here. Uh... I'm not going to talk about Marvel because fuck Marvel. I know they give me money, but uh, I'm not going to do crossbones. I know I, got, I signed a contract, but uh, look at my small production company, No Man's Land. Search for a liber- hey, uh, liberal. Hey, Frank, is it Frank? Is it true that your next uh, project's coming out in Quibi? Uh, it's on Roku. Thank you very much. Uh, I love Roku. Is that Elvis? <laughs> I feel like any of the impressions I get either go into Michael Caine. Uh, uh, cre- Your Michael Caine impression doesn't even go into Michael Caine. <laughs> or Elvis or a Southern gent. <laughs> it, it, no, it goes into some weird place in your mind where you think it actually sounds like something. Uh, it's, I think it, it goes to Libertalia. <laughs> Anyway, top five this week is top five worst leaders in fiction, film, movies, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, fiction. I, I liked how this uh, top five kept changing. It was fictional. At first, it was top five worst <coughs> leaders in film. That's what came out Friday. So I made a list. <laughs> and then you put film or television. So I adjusted my list. Well, then on... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook today. You say fictional leaders, and I'm like, oh, good. All mine are real people that were in film. So you know, get rid of Edie Amin. Get rid of uh, Commodus. Those are that's real why, people. They're not even that's fictional. Why, that's why I don't read it until the day of production. I know better. I blame the fact. I, I, I don't read it until we. I don't read it until we start taping. <laughs> It's not Brian's fault. It was the fax machine. So. Oh, definitely the fax machine's fault. <laughs> I thought we fired the fax machine. What's it going up for? I office space that fax machine. <laughs> he had a what bro- is Brian doing? We what haven't Brian replaced doing? the fax machine is the problem. Sorry, it was the copier's fault. <laughs> 
Brian, that fax machine was two days away from retirement, too. How dare you? <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Brian, you go first. What's your top five fictional leaders worth? Whatever. Worst, uh, uh, my number five is Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. <laughs> I thought he was awesome. Well, oh, you took <laughs> worse as in incompetent. As opposed to just oh a man, person. come on! He put Gatorade in all the in all the water fountains. <laughs> come on! It was Rondo, oh. and he and he was wise enough to get the smartest man alive to be in his cabinet. <laughs> you got electrolytes, uh, Jeff. Number five. <laughs> uh, my number five is Napoleon from Pig from <laughs> Animal Farm. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I thought you were going with Napoleon from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> I was kind of worried about that. Ziggy piggy, ziggy piggy. <laughs> no, it was the pig from Animal Farm. Uh, Jim, what's your number five? My number five, I'm going to go with uh, Principal Belding. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. He Saved was- by the Bell. He's the leader of the school, and he is completely <laughs> inept. <laughs> I mean, if Zach Morris, with his 85-pound uh, cell phone, can get him to do anything he wants. <laughs> uh, my number five is Captain Ahab from Moby Dick, the book. He is not a good leader. Uh, let the whale go, buddy. <laughs> let the whale go. I thought it was just, a TV movie, and now you have a book? It's fiction. <laughs> well, they made a book. But they made a movie out of it. Or television. Really going like Not my... on the... That isn't what it said on the uh, uh, Facebook post today. You know what? It almost came to <laughs> tomatoes and onions, okay? So shut up, Blake. You know, it's been a you rough know, day. I've, I've never seen the movie Animal Farm. I went with what did... Uh, the uh, Facebook post said it just said in fiction. Oh, there was a movie Animal Farm out. Yeah, they made movies. I've never oh, seen them, did? but I read the book. I've never yeah, seen I, saw it. One, yeah. I saw one of them, a version of it. Oh. Uh, Blake, okay. what's your number five? Well, since I since I, I didn't read the top five list until today, mm-hmm. top five worst leaders in film or in our television. I thought these were fictional too. By the way, they are. So I was number five. I was like John Kreese from Cobra Kai, man. Oh, I didn't even think I'll, of that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if there's anybody that can that should be arrested for uh, juvenile delinquency and violence, <laughs> Jesus Christ, get that guy out of there. No mercy. Lock him up. Uh, number four for you, Blake. Number four. Uh, worst uh, boss. How many bosses have you had? You know. Hire mafia hitmen to try and kill you. Like Six. Bernie Lomax, Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> uh, is that not, Weekend not at Cobain's? Not only did they find Cobain's? out he was a bad boss, he was also a dirtbag. Is that Weekend at Cobain's? No, that was... Uh, that's uh, Courtney? Uh, no, that was a Western. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know what? I'll support anybody that talks Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, my number four, Jeff, I actually had this one originally. It said top five worst leaders in film and or television. Uh, I did Amy Pascal with Sony. Uh, she is a horrible <laughs> leader. <laughs> horrible. 
We should go well, back. We should go fiction. <laughs> Jeez, your your fist is everywhere, Jason. <laughs> See, we should go up. We'll go back into the Hobie archives and bring out those interviews we had with her. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we could get some. By uh, interviews with her, you mean we read the uh, uh, the script. stolen uh, emails? <laughs> <sighs> okay, reenactments. <laughs> I was going to try and get people to go back and listen. Good old uh, Amy. Uh, Jim, number four. My number four, I'm going to go Richard Hendricks, the CEO of uh, of uh, Pied Piper from the television show Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since yeah. I saw that series. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, he, he's, he does everything wrong in, in, they except, except for his actual coding. The only thing he can do is actually code and write. The, but as a boss, he's horrible. Uh, number four, uh, Jeff. Uh, number four, I hobied. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from the same uh, 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 place uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, I picked Robert Baratheon and Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> they were both terrible leaders. Robert didn't care about actually leading a country. He just wanted to be the conqueror. So then after he got what he wanted, then he just let the, the thing fall to shit, uh, let uh, worms get into his cabinet and, and run everything to shit. And then Stannis might have even been worse trying to take over and claim that you know, he's the rightful heir and and he was just so stuck on, you know, trying to be the leader. He didn't even think about what leading meant. So I went with the Baratheon brothers. And any guy that wants to exactly any guy that wants to sacrifice his daughter so he can be king. Sure. Well, I was going from the books. He didn't didn't burn her at the stake in the book, at least yet. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out when the next one comes out in six years. You think it's going to be that quick? No, he did burn her in the book. Uh, uh, it's been a while since I, I read it. I, I don't know. It's been so that happening, and I don't care anymore. But you're right; <laughs> they both sucked. <laughs> and you, you, you kind of infringed on my territory for number two. Well, hold on. But that's okay. But that's okay. But I didn't pick the same people. Kind of. Brian, what's your number four? Uh, number four, I have Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Right, that that would be good. Um, yeah, is he worse than the real life person that played him, or better? Well, I think ah, they're about worse. <laughs> um, we don't know if Kevin Spacey actually pushed someone in front of a moving train. <laughs> But we know Frank Underwood did, so I'm leaning Underwood's probably worse. (laughs) That's a very reasonable way. No, I'm not saying he didn't do it. We just are unaware of him doing it. We have no evidence. Uh, Brian, what's your number three? Uh, My number three is The Governor from The Walking Dead. You kind of got my number one on that one. I'll, I'll circle back, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Ooh. I have an interesting number one, Jason. I wonder if ours are similar. We'll find out. I have a we'll really good out. number one that no one else is going to say. So, 
I already oh, said yeah. Amy Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, number three. Oh, it's to me. Uh, my number three is uh, Warden Norton from Shawshank Redemption. I didn't even think yeah, about that one. Jerk. That's a he good one. He was a pretty bad just leader. Just watched that last night. So you got Shawshank last night. You got Shawshank. You got Shawshank. By the yep. original Shawshank. Uh, that is on HBO Max too. Uh, Shawshank. Uh, the uncut. Uh, let's see, Jim, number three. I can go. Uh, Diamond Joe Quimby, Mayor <laughs> in Springfield. Oh, <laughs> uh, good old. Is he still mayor? I think so. I think so. he'll always be mayor. <laughs> Is Bart still nine? <laughs> good old Joe Quimby. Ted. Ted. Bart's ten. Ten. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my number three is, I love this movie, but this character annoys the shit out of me. Lieutenant Colonel Preston Packard from Kong, Skull Island, Samuel L. Jackson's uh, character. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> leave, the, leave the ape alone. Like, why are you shooting at it? You, you are not going to beat this thing. So, fuck you. Stupid, stupid reasoning. And he killed all his men, half his men because of it. Uh, let's see here. Number two, or I'm sorry, Blake, number three for you. Great. Number three, I, I hobied it, and uh, you know, you know wor- worst place to work would be for the uh, Empire and Star Wars, and you have to include them both. I mean, not only is Darth Vader a, a leader that doesn't tolerate failure, you know, ends up choking to death all the admirals and generals, but he's also, you know, let's think about Palpatine here for a second. You know, Palpatine's like re- getting Darth Vader to recruit Luke Skywalker, who's eventually going to have to replace. Darth Vader because of the rule of two with Sith. Uh, so it's kind of like Disney. Hey, we're we're firing you. Can you train your replacements uh, until yeah, exactly. we fire you? <laughs> uh, J- I found a better replacement for you, Darth. Get your son in here. <laughs> Blake, help us out here. And, and then I want you to fight to the death where he's going to kill you. There you go. Help me out here, Blake. Who has a higher turnover rate? The Empire with Darth Vader killing everyone or the Gotham police? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's – do we count Alderaan? <laughs> no. Well, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to say Gotham police. Now, hold on. Grand Moff Tarkin is responsible for Alderaan. That's true. That's true. At least Darth's kills were one at a time. <laughs> Uh, and then, trust me, you, you don't want to be promoted. You don't want to be the next guy up. <laughs> I just want to sit behind the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to ring in the transmission. <laughs> uh, what's your number two, Blake? No, no, I want the guy that's going to have to file for disability later when he's in the laser cannon silo <laughs> in, the, in the Death Star. Uh, <laughs> that guy. Shouldn't you have some protective gear on? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No. Oh, uh, my number two, uh, you know, Jeff kind of hit on it, but I just went for everybody in the Game of Thrones. There was nobody that was a good leader. They all sucked. They were all horrible. And even if they did try to do good, they either went or pussied out and didn't want the job, or they made stupid mistakes and got killed. Uh, I, I will say I think there is, what, one, maybe two that Paris? I would say weren't. No, Varys wasn't a leader. I, I would say the, the Queen of Thorns. She she screwed up. She was forced to drink poison. 
Well, she ended up, you know, being overrun, but I mean, she was still, I think she, uh, I think Highgarden was probably one of the best run. And the book version of uh, The Prince of Dorne. So far. So far, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been killed off yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I say everybody in the Game of Thrones. Crikey. Uh, my number two? He didn't brand the broken. He fucked up big time. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, he did become the leader. Uh. <laughs> he just sat back and let it all happen. That's what she said. Uh, let's see here. Number two for me is Sutler for V for Vendetta. Uh, he was not a good leader. Uh, that was the, the, the head of the, the government and the party? Or? Yes. yes. Uh, the old guy. Uh, he was not a good leader. He killed children uh, just to get in power. So there you go. Uh, and then he took away everybody's rights. Uh, number two for you, Jimmy. Number two, I uh, let's go with uh, Andy Bernard from The Office. Oh, that's a good one. He just <laughs> left. Yeah, <laughs> he, he took a two month cruise around the world. That's good. Well, or, or he just leaves the office and went down to Florida, or he he was never there when he was in charge. <laughs> so they needed like a strong leader, like Robert California. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I I will say one of my honorable mentions. I uh, don't think I'll steal this from his list. Was D'Angelo Vickers? Oh. <laughs> in four episodes, I think he might have been the worst boss in that show. Yeah, he can't dunk <laughs> <laughs> or eat peanuts. <laughs> uh, I seen I seen Michael Scott on a number of the lists, and I'm like. No, even, even as insane as Michael Scott would have been, he wouldn't fire you. He and he produced results. He produced. Yeah, his yeah. dance was always. Uh, it was always the, the best reason. selling. The only time that the uh, uh, Scranton branch wasn't the best was when the Michael Scott Paper Company uh, was uh, drove their sales <laughs> their down. <business. laughs> I could go out of business tomorrow, and I would just open up another one. <laughs> I've got, I've got <laughs> Michael. That's, That's another one. Uh, Jeff, number two for you. Uh, my number two is uh, Denethor, the steward of Gondor. In what? Yeah. The Walking Tree movie, Jason. Walking Tree movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. You probably would like him because he's played by John Noble. Oh, I do love John Noble. <laughs> John Noble. But, uh, John Noble. I mean, watch, watching that movie and you're like, oh, my God, this guy has completely lost it. Man. Yeah, he's a, hor- he's a horrible man. Horrible father. Horrible father. Uh, Brian, number two. His thought process oh. was kind of like uh, Holden's in uh, Chasing Amy. I mean, like, yeah. where the hell did that come from? <laughs> That's not a logical <laughs> step from. Uh, uh, Brian. Uh, let's see here. My number two was Bill Lumberg. Lumberg. Nice honorable mention. Mm, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, what's your number one, Brian? 
do number one I had oh yeah uh, Ted Mosby Mosby's designs yes okay I have an honorable mention I'm surprised wasn't on your list or Ted Mosby's sex architect I'm surprised, I'm surprised Brian didn't have Sheriff Will Teasel. <laughs> Brian Denny's uh, character from First yeah, Blood. Yeah. First Blood, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, this list changed like four different times, so I, I really didn't honestly know what to put down. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just kind of... Uh, this is probably one of the longest lists I have because I kept changing on <laughs> my honorable mentions. I'm so I was surprised the intern didn't pick Jason Bringer just because <laughs> he's changing the list on him all the time, making the intern rewrite this stuff over and over again. Taking the high road this year, Brian appreciates that. <laughs> appreciates it. Wasn't yeah, that's it what was it was. Never once was it worse leaders in podcasting, though. It was film or movie or fiction. Oh, okay. So I don't think Jason fit any of those. Jeff, what's your number one asshole? Jason really exists. Oh. <laughs> or to me, um, my number one is uh, Douglas Niedermeyer. But Niedermeyer. <laughs> Just, I mean, just like you. When his, when his men uh, end up killing him because he's so bad. You know you're pretty bad. Uh, uh, Jim, what's your number one? My number one is King T'Chaka from Black Panther. Oh, he had all this world-changing technology that he could have solved, like world hunger and and giving peace and everything. And no, he just decided to make like illusions so he could lock up all that technology in his own city and his own country and be selfish. I see nothing wrong with this. What a dick. He is. a Well, dick, but I have nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with it until you, until you espouse that uh, Killmonger is right. And That's true. He, <laughs> and he should come in and take over the country and, you know, sell had, guns to everybody else. He had a rightful heir. He was a rightful heir. I had no issue with that. Uh, my number two, uh, what is it? We on number ones now? Yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, kind of your choice, Brian. Uh, anybody that was in a leadership role in The Walking Dead. Fuck them God all. God damn it. They're all fucking idiots. Damn it, Jason. Is that it? My number one, I was going to come off and say, everybody would expect you to say Negan because of his mm-hmm. sextortion, murder, torture. But I was going to say the real worst leader was Rick Grimes. He was a, yep, yep. You know, Shane had that unit together and alive before Rick showed up and screwed it all up. Hey, uh, uh, we got now, <laughs> Good somebody who's never seen it. I would think that uh, Negan wasn't a bad leader because he got results. <laughs> you know. Well, no. Ultimately, he failed too. Oh. Uh, I just like how every episode, like when they were in the towns and then they're like, "Hey, we got this construction equipment that works. We're just going to sit here and talk about stuff instead. Fucking get those construction uh, equipment working." <laughs> 
built a motor or something. Is, how many deaths is Rick Grimes actually responsible for? Oh, my, oh, at least a thousand. At least. I got this plan. We're going to go straight into Negan's roadblocks. I'll get everybody killed. Oh, my God. That fucking, every fucking leader on that. Let's just talk about, I don't know. How about you fortify your fucking town? Ugh. <laughs> so how do you really feel? Fuck them all. At least, the, at least the governor had things working well in his town until Rick showed up. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Rick's the issue. Rick is the ease. Yeah, he's the actual bad guy in that whole series. Oh, great! In twenty years, we're going to have a, t- a Netflix series of the governor's <laughs> point of view <laughs> with Rick as a uh, co-star. You're going to find out that Rick was actually responsible for Negan's wife dying early. <laughs> he actually is the reason Negan went so bad. Negan opens up a, uh, a karate school. Uh, let's see here. Um, listeners had some. Brian Ow uh, had President Scroob from Spaceballs. Uh, you know, Spaceballs. I, I would say, uh, what's his name? Uh, the king, whatever, of Druidia. Was a terrible leader. Oh, he was worse I, than Scroob. Yeah, he set <laughs> his country's shield with a one, two, three, four, five uh, code. That's pretty poor leadership. You know what? Yeah, Scroob only did that with his luggage. You know what? <laughs> what about the king and Princess Bride? He was not a good leader either. He just let the everything king go. Or, or Prince Humperdinck, because no, I have ki- Prince Humperdinck as an honorable mention. I was yeah, going to say the king. He's a the great king. hunter. The king, you know, the, the old crazy, yeah, uh, mentally challenged guy. Yeah. Uh, number four, Queen Amidala. You should have never fallen for the kid, and you should have saved the galaxy. Well, that's what happens when you elect fourteen-year-olds as your pres- as your queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. Harry Ellis, the diehard executive who caused his own death. And uh, Yoda, 875 years old and can't smell the Sith standing in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Yoda ran the Jedi pretty bad there at the end. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, George Menninger had uh, It Gorman uh, from Aliens. Lieutenant Gorman. Oh, okay. I thought it said It. Lieutenant Gorman. That's not a capital I. It's a small L. And Joffrey. <laughs> I think George may have been drunk when he wrote that. He only gave two. <laughs> Never got the other three. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Big Dev went down the hall. Dev oh, did. Dev he had Trump. Time. Trump, 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 George W. Bush, Trump. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, let's see here. Bad idea of the week. Uh, oh, we do honorable mentions? We got honorable mentions up the waz here, Jay. Okay, so. shoot yeah. them out real quick. Go. Shoot them out. Let's go. see. My honorable mentions, I had Bill Lumberg, Comodus from Gladiator, Edie Amin from the, uh, the Last King of Scotland, uh, Captain William Bly from Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, Bly, yeah, good one. See, he was a real person, so I couldn't put it in my fictional list, but I made this list. But anyway. you know, you know, there is that flip side of Fletcher Christian was a real bad guy of that. Oh, that's true. Mutant. But 
Uh, and in that same lane, I put Captain Smollett from Treasure Island because he brought an entire crew of pirates on and didn't even know it. That's pretty oh. bad. Uh, Rachel Phelps, the owner of the Cleveland Indians. Oh. <laughs> uh, Xerxes from 300. Uh, but there's only 300 Tom- of them. <laughs> Tommy Stockburn, oh. a.k.a. White Knife from the Ridiculous Six. And uh, General Hux. Oh, <laughs> from the from the new empire. Yeah. Anyone else real quick? I have uh, uh, I have Jeremy on, Jam, city council member in Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> You've been jammed. You've been jammed. Yeah. And uh, Cobra Commander. <laughs> I thought Cobra Commander. I forgot to put him down. But Jim, he did advance weather machine technology by twenty years. <laughs> and, and he, he, he had a probably, plan. And, and and he let George Bush steal it from him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn Katrina. Uh, Brian, what do you got? Uh, I had, uh, the Lannisters, uh, I had Eddie Martell from the replacements. Oh, I thought you meant Rick Martell. Okay. Eddie Martell's better. Did I say Rick Martell? I thought you sound, you broke up for a second. Okay. So simmer down, Brian. I've been defending you all week. To who? I don't know. From who? The, the copier. <laughs> the copier. <laughs> okay. Fax machine. Fax uh, let's see. Eddie Martell, uh, Jason Street <laughs> from Friday Night Lights. What a dick. <laughs> Terrible leaders don't get paralyzed in the very first episode. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> well, if you haven't watched it now, Jason, you're probably not. I said the same thing about West Wing and look at me. <laughs> I'm crippled. I want to watch I want to listen to Nirvana. Uh, that was it. Okay. Uh, Pop Culture Cafe. Our friends over there had Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Definitely Denethor. So there you go. I agree. Uh, bad idea of the week this week. Uh, number two hundred and eighteen. Uh, the Singing Forest. Don't watch that. Don't watch <laughs> no, that. you have to watch. Well, at least. <laughs> Either Cinema Guys or Everything I Learned from Movies. One of them has to watch that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, titles for the show. Uh, I had Never Too Old to Swing. I have Too Old to Swing. Uh, that, that's How Bored I Was. A Female Colony. Uh, it's on the shirt. Is this Libertalia? <laughs> Uh, no Man's Land and Bat Boy for President. I had uh, yeah, Too Old to Swing and The Popular Front of Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff? Still get the joke. I, I know. No, I'm just going. I'm guessing. Never uh, mind. Never mind. I had Mrs. A Pans uh, <laughs> do Elfum Bumps Itch. <laughs> Uh, intern fax machine versus Blake bot. Uh, Libertalia colon no man's land. <laughs> and uh, genitalia's sister's colony. Nope. <laughs> Brian, anything? I also had uh, 
Libertalia sister colony genitalia. Uh, I had Harvey Keitel's Libertalia. Uh, I had doing digital. Blake said that earlier during uh, (laughs) listener feedback. Double entendre. Uh, I had uh, Rob Lowe Cole and Breadwatch. And then I had uh, COVID tongue. Can't put COVID in the titles. iTunes will fl- or uh, Apple will flag us because we're not Pan- pandemic tongue. That will still do it. <laughs> pandemic tongue would be good. So what you got here? What we got? Vaccine got, tongue. What about uh, I can't find the Libertalia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that one. It's like Libertalia somehow is going to be in. We got to put Libertalia in here somewhere. Although I did like the people's front of Denmark. <laughs> Your pick. Oh, that's what do you guys? From. Where are you picking? Genitalia's sister colony. Nope, picking oh. something else. <laughs> or I'm going to have to. Well, what are you picking? I don't know. It's over in Libertalia. Libertalia. I can't, I can't find the Libertalia. Libertalia. I do like the people's, front, the people's front of Libertalia. <laughs> okay, I can't find the Libertalia. Uh, Roger what says. Kind of Libertalia it is. <laughs> Roger Libertalia says, tongue. Roger. <laughs> Libertalia tongue. Roger says goodbye. Good tongue that Libertalia. So bad.